Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of First Universalist Church, a Unitarian Universalist congregation located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are a radically welcoming and progressive religious community, deeply committed to love, justice, spiritual growth, and living out our values in the world. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Let us uh, welcome each other by kindling our voice together. The hymn is 1010. We give thanks for this precious day for all gathered here and those far away. I invite you to rise and let's sing together. precious day for this precious day oh we give thanks oh we give thanks for this precious day for all gathered here for all gathered here and those far away for this time we share for this time we share with love and care with love and Oh, we give thanks, oh, we give thanks for this precious day, for this precious day. Excellent. So uh, 
lest you uh, lest you miss our round singing tradition at the beginning of this service, um, this sir, this song actually does form around quite nicely. It just goes a little closer than we're used to. So we'll go. Oh, we give thanks. Oh, we give thanks for this precious day. For this precious. I think you get it. Here we go. Pro one and two and three. Oh, we give thanks. Oh, we give for this precious day. For this precious. For all gathered here, for all gathered here, and those far away, and those far away, for this time we, sh for this time we share with love and, with love and care. Oh, we give the, oh, we give thank for this precious, for this one last time. Oh, we give thanks. Oh, we give. For this precious day, for this precious day, for all gathered here and those far away, for this time we share with love and care. Oh, we give thanks all together now for this precious day. Thank you. Good morning again and welcome. Welcome to a house made of and for love. A house made for and of peace among and between and within each and every one of us. Uh, for those of you in, in any way that you have spent the last week of thanksgiving and gratitude, may your day, may your week have been a blessed and a happy one. For our part, the celebration of thanks and gratitude continues now in our month of giving and receiving as love shows us how. And we're grateful that each one of you has decided on a little bit of time here, today in our songs, in our rituals, just in our togetherness and in our quiet keeping, we do the work of helping love to come alive in our midst and in our community. And that is the source from which our resilience, our joy, and our justice is made here and for the world. Very glad you are among us and glad you are spending time with this community as we gather together once more. We begin our time together with a lighting of our chalice the symbol of Unitarian Universalists all around the globe and across time. Will you help us to light the chalice and, and say our covenant words that we use to light the chalice? Please join me in saying the words for lighting our chalice. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, 
to seek the truth in love and to help one another. Sometimes we sing songs in our tradition to uh, remember who we are. Sometimes we sing songs of other traditions to commune with other traditions, to understand them more deeply, to, uh, to be better neighbors. Such is the case with the hymn that we're going to sing now. We're gonna sit at the welcome table the welcome table is a very old symbol from my ancestry in particular. And we're gonna sit at the welcome table was sung by my ancestors, especially at a time in early American history where the welcome table was not at all available. No seat was at all available to any of my ancestors. And so it was a song of faith. It is a song of faith. I invite you to sing this song with me, uh, not from a place of privilege, because many of us already have an understanding. We already have access to the welcome table. But I invite you to sing this as a song of solidarity a song to deepen our understanding of what it is, uh, of what our neighbors have come from and their ancestors have brought to this moment. Right on, amen? Okay, we're gonna sit at the welcome table is the next hymn. I invite you to rise, let's sing. We're gonna sit at the welcome table. We gonna sit at the welcome table we're gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days hallelujah we're gonna sit at the welcome table gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days of all kinds of people
We're going to sit at the welcome table. We're going to sit at the welcome table one of these days. Sometimes it comes to us through song, sometimes through stories, sometimes poetry, art, or movies, sometimes through the conversations we have around the kitchen table or outside on the street. What do we hope for? What do we envision? What future do we want to name and claim and create? Our stories, our songs, our prayers, our ways of moving into a future we long for. Sometimes it's in song. We are gonna sit at the welcome table. We are gonna sit at the welcome table enslaved people in America sang when their experience here was something different altogether. We're gonna sit at the welcome table, many sing still, when our workplaces or our schools or the safe spaces we've carved out in the world instead become places of violence. We're gonna sit at the welcome table all kinds of people imagine when the sting of exclusion and hate or oppression lands and we dare to sing hallelujah instead and claim our place. We breathe deep here. We breathe together on purpose, joining our voices in song, in imagination, in story, in poetry, in community. We pause and slow down here, allowing our feet to touch the floor, our bodies to rest on these hundred-year-old pews, our breath to join together as one in purpose and in hope. We are going to sit at the welcome table, we pray, remembering that freedom is never for any one of us alone, but all of us together. No fancy style at the welcome table, we sing, though fancy style is welcome. But we remember that we are all worthy and welcome, whole and holy, just as we are, that we are born this way, that nothing is required of us but to come and claim our seat. One of these days we sing, one of these days we pray, one of these days we set our sights and move our bodies to claim a vision, to name a hope, to remember our place and to make room for all who are not yet here. We're gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days, hallelujah, we sing as we breathe together, laugh and love and pray and sing together in this moment, holding the hallelujahs and the Hail Marys and the heartache and the holy beauty of our lives 
remembering that together we can hold it all. And we make space together now to name our hopes, our joys, our sorrows, and our intentions, to name them out loud or quietly in our hearts that we might add our longings to this shared well of possibility and strength. And together we pray that the grip of addiction might be loosened, that the weight of oppression might be lightened, that grief might be shared, that joy might break through, and that love might make every suffering bearable for us all. Amen. I want to invite you to imagine something with me. So before I came here to Minneapolis to be your minister here, I was a minister out in Rochester, New York, and it was at a congregation that uh, had a building that they were very, very proud of, and it was a building much like the Unitarian Congregation in Rochester, Minnesota, which means that it is a building made almost entirely out of concrete. There are very few windows, and it's a place that I think could be challenging for some people to find beauty and gratitude for. But as someone who spent a lot of time in that space, there were some things that I began to notice that really changed my understanding of how things might work and maybe even of spiritual practice. So imagine if you would that you are in a space that is completely concrete with maybe a little bit of light coming in from the four corners. And you're looking over at the walls that have been poured in place there. And if you get up really, really close to them, you will see something maybe unexpected to the untrained eye. You will see that there are whirls of wood grain pressed into the concrete. You'll see that if you look around, you can actually see the knots in the wood that are pressed into that concrete. And my imagination soared with that. And I, of course, went and did the research and looked at the pictures. And it's true, they put those wood frames up. 
and then poured the wet concrete into them. And yes, the wood actually made impressions in it of the grain so that when the wood came away and the concrete remained, you could see all of that in the walls. It was pretty cool. It's not the same as real wood, true, but it was something that really caught my attention. And I began to imagine those wood forms as all different kinds of things, as metaphors. And the metaphor I want to invite you into today with this is, what are the practices or the things that hold us in place, that help us, maybe especially when we are in a time of goo feeling, or a time when things are, haven't quite gelled yet or are difficult, maybe when we are first coming together at different points, what are the practices that hold us in place? What do we choose, and how might those leave a lasting imprint on us? How do we start and end our day? How do we start and end our encounters? What do we choose so that we will be changed and shaped in ways that are positive and hopeful instead of in ways that are harmful for us and for our planet? So I bring this up today in particular because I had the privilege of being at a gathering just a couple of weeks ago of colleagues, and we set in front of us a gigantic task. How might we create a theology and different spiritual practices that could help hold us in our congregations and in Unitarian Universalism during times of climate change and maybe climate catastrophe? Just a small task. We thought we'd accomplish it over the period of three days together, no problem. I'm kidding, of course. But we decided it was very important how we started and how we ended that time together. And we started with one among us bringing forward the words and the experience and the practice of the Haudenosaunee Thanksgiving Address. So let me tell you a little bit about this. We learned about it through the writing of Robin Wall Kimmerer, who many of you know as a scientist and a professor of environmental biology. She's a mother. She's a member of the citizen Potawatomi Nation, author of the book Braiding Sweetgrass. And she tells the story in her book about an Onondaga school that's near her home in western New York, not that far from that concrete church building I just told you about. And each week at that Onondaga school, the week begins and ends with the Thanksgiving address. It's a river of words, as old as the people themselves, known more accurately in the Onondaga language as the words that come before all else. The words that come before all else. These words are meant to be said whenever people gather, before anything else happens, and they set the protocol for gratitude as the highest priority among the people. It's a chance to be grounded first in what they might agree on, a statement of sovereignty of their own lives and the way they orient their minds and hearts, to ground themselves in gratitude first. Kimmerer writes that living as a neighbor to the Haudenosaunee, I've heard the Thanksgiving address in many forms, spoken by many different voices, and I raise my heart to it, she says, like raising my face up to the rain. But I am not a Haudenosaunee citizen or scholar, just a respectful listener and neighbor. And because I feared overstepping my boundaries and sharing what I've been told, she said, 
I asked permission to write about it and to share how it's influenced my thinking. Over and over, she said, I was told that these words are a gift of the Haudenosaunee to the world. When I asked Onondaga faith keeper Orrin Lyons about it, he gave his signature slightly bemused smile and said, of course you should write about it. It's supposed to be shared. How else can it work? We've been waiting 500 years for people to listen. If they'd understood the Thanksgiving address then, we wouldn't be in this mess now. The address is not a prayer, not a pledge, or a poem alone. It's a practice. It's something we experience and share together, remembering that these are the words that come before all else, an orientation, a setting of intention, that we might come together as one in gratitude and recognize our place in the larger family of things. The address in its full form is the widely publicized version that John Stokes and Kanawa Hinton wrote in 1993. It's a practice of the Haudenosaunee, or the Six Nations Confederacy, that includes the Mohawk, the Seneca, the Oneida, the Onondaga, the Cayuga, and the Tuscarora tribes, who came together to form a political federation. This address takes some time to complete, to name all we are grateful for the abundance we share. It asks us in this divided world to agree on something before we do anything together. Let us begin. The Thanksgiving address uh, takes 18 parts, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for us to share in the reading. I'd like to ask for a number of volunteers, 18 in fact, um, you uh, please do feel free to um, volunteer by yourself or volunteer with a group, but what you'll have to do is just a little bit of reading. And I've made sure that the print is very widely accessible Hear me out, yes? And I will be with you, no, uh, whoever, whichever reading you do, um, to make sure if there, are, um, if there are any words or anything that you, if you'd like to phone a friend, I'll be right next to you, okay? We're going to stand um, around in, in these uh, aisles here somewhat around the sanctuary, the us 18, and I will pass the mic around. And at that time, I'll ask you to read your part. And then we'll move on. May I have 18 volunteers? Yes, fantastic. Uh, yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, yes. 15, 16, 17, 18, yes, fantastic. If you would, if you would join me, we're going to form um, a circle, amoeba kind of shape to, to surround the congregation in the aisles is fantastic. I will find you. Now, 
we all will have a part to play at the end of each of these readings. Franco's now uh, playing some notes underneath us. And as we get to the end of each reading, we'll sing, Now Our Minds Are One. Would you say that with me? Now Our Minds Are One. And it goes, Now Our Minds Are One. Sing with me. Now Our Minds Are One. So just be ready to sing that along with us, okay? Does everyone, is everyone ready? Yes, it looks like it. Then all, I invite you to take three breaths with me. Let's prepare our bodies, prepare our minds for the ritual, for the address, to hear, to give, and to receive. people. Today we have gathered and we see that the cycles of life continue. We have been given the duty to live in balance and harmony with each other and all living things. So now we bring our minds together as one as we give greetings and thanks to each other as people. Now our minds are one. Earth Mother. We are all thankful to our Mother, the Earth, for she gives us all that we need for life. She supports our feet as we walk about upon her. It gives us joy that she continues to care for us as she has from the beginning of time. To our Mother, we send greetings and thanks. waters. We give thanks to all the waters of the world for quenching our thirst and providing us with strength. Water is life. We know its power in many forms. Waterfalls and rain, mists and streams, rivers and oceans. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to the spirit of water. The fish. We turn our minds to all the fish, life in the water. They were instructed to cleanse and purify the water. They also give themselves to us as food. We are grateful that we can still find pure water. So we turn now to the fish and send our greetings and thanks.
plants. Now we turn toward the vast fields of plant life. As far as the eye can see, the plants grow, working many wonders. They sustain many life forms. With our minds gathered together, we give thanks and look forward to seeing plant life for many generations to come. one mind, we turn to honor and thank all the food plants we harvest from the garden. Since the beginning of time, the grains, vegetables, beans, and berries have helped the people survive. Many other living things draw strength from them too. We gather all the plant food, foods together as one and send them a greeting of thanks. Medicine herbs. Now we turn to all the medicine herbs of the world. From the beginning, they were instructed to take away sickness. They are always waiting and ready to heal us. We are happy there are still among us those special few who remember how to use these plants for healing. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to the medicines and to the keepers of the medicines. The animals, we gather our minds together to send greetings and thanks to all the animal life in the world. They have many things to teach us as people. We are honored by them when they give up their lives so we may use their bodies as food for our people. We see them near our homes and in the deep forests. We are glad that they are still here and we hope that it will always be so. trees who have their own instructions and uses. Some provide us with shelter and shade, others with fruit, beauty, and other useful things. Many people of the world use a tree as a symbol of peace and strength. With one mind, we greet and thank the tree life. together as one and thank all the birds who move and fly about over our heads. The Creator gave them beautiful songs. Each day they remind us to enjoy and appreciate life. The eagle was chosen to be their leader. To all the birds, from the smallest to the largest, we send our joyful greetings and thanks. and thanks to our eldest brother, the Son. 
Each day without fail, he travels the sky from east to west, bringing the light of a new day. He is the source of all the fires of life. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to our brother, the sun. The Four Winds. We are all thankful to the powers we know as the Four Winds. We hear their voices in the moving air as they refresh us and purify the air we breathe. They help us to bring the change of seasons. From the four directions they come, bringing us messages and giving us strength. With one mind, we send our greetings and thanks to the four winds. The Thunderers. Now we turn to the west, where our grandfathers, the thunder beings, live. With lightning and thundering voices, they bring with them the water that renews life. We are thankful that they keep evil underground. We bring our minds together as one to send greetings and thanks to our grandfathers, the thunderers. Grandmother Moon, we put our minds together to give thanks to our oldest grandmother, the moon who lights the nighttime sky. She is the leader of women all over the world, and she gives the movement of the ocean tides. By her changing face, we measure time, and it is the moon who watches over the arrival of children here on Earth. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to our grandmother, the moon. spread across the sky like jewelry. We see them in the night helping the moon to light the darkness and bring dew to the gardens and growing things. When we travel at night, they guide us home. With our minds gathered together as one, we send greetings and thanks to the stars. The Enlightened Teachers. We gather our minds to greet and thank the enlightened teachers who have come to help throughout the ages. When we forget to live in how to live in harmony, they remind us of the way we were instructed to live as people. With one mind, we send greetings and thanks to these caring teachers. The Creator. Now we turn our thoughts to the Creator, or Great Spirit, and send greetings and thanks for all the gifts of creation. Everything we need to live a good life is here on this Mother Earth. For all the love that is still around us, we gather our minds together as one and send our choicest words of greetings and thanks to the Creator.
place where we end our words. All of the things we have named, it was not our intention to leave anything out. If something was forgotten, we leave it to each individual to send such greetings and thanks in their own way. Now our minds are one. Thank you all. It feels good to be encircled in gratitude. What would it be if these were the words that came before all else? If each time we gathered, we gave thanks for everything, from the medicine plants, to the enlightened teachers, to the animals, to the birds, to the waters, the stars, the sun, the moon, the thunder. What if we gave thanks for it all, leaving room for each of us to add of our own accord? Gratitude, wonder, a reminder that we are one piece, one important piece of a larger puzzle. What if we were to begin and end our interactions with each other, our days in that way? What practices would it be for you? Which forms that hold up the wall, that hold up each of us in those messy places of our lives? What would we choose? If it is gratitude, Robin Wall Kimmerer writes, if it is gratitude, it is a revolutionary idea. Here in this consumer society that thrives on unmet desire, on a feeling of emptiness, what if instead we replace that with a feeling, an ethic of fullness? The Thanksgiving address, she tells us, it reminds us that we already have everything we need. And gratitude, gratitude doesn't send us out shopping to find satisfaction. It comes to us as a gift and subverts the foundation of the whole economy, she says. Fullness, gratitude, contentment. I believe we can upend a world full of isolation and despair by remembering our place in the family of things, beginning and ending our interactions, our days, with gratitude, an exercise of sovereignty and care for ourselves and this world. Every time we gather, we share in our abundance with one another, giving and receiving as love shows us how, in our financial resources and in our care of each other. As we enter this holiday season, we do as we have done for years now. We engage in the shared practice of holiday giving, inviting each other to turn away from consumer culture and unmet desire and turn instead toward each other, toward gathering our resources together to do something larger than we could ever do on our own. 
This year's holiday giving recipient will be Blue, Black Lives of Unitarian Universalism, and you'll hear more about this organization over the weeks ahead, but I'll tell you in short that Black Lives of Unitarian Universalism is an organization committed to expanding the power and capacity of black UUs within Unitarian Universalism, providing support and information and resources for black Unitarian Universalists, and making justice-making and liberation opportunities possible for black folks through our faith. Every time we gather now till the beginning of the new year, we will direct our offering and our collective holiday giving gifts to Blue, adding our resources to theirs so that one day our vision and our reality might be one. So I remind us as always, that if this is a time you're able to give, to share of your financial resources, please do so boldly. And if this is a time when you need to receive, please let any of the ministers or staff know so that we can share the emotional and spiritual and financial resources of this community with you. Our offering will now be received. There are many ways to rise and there are many ways to sing, so let me offer some options which are always available to you. The hymn, if you're the type of person who sings more robustly with a hymnal in your hand, the hymn, I'll tell you, is 163. If you're a person for whose face brightens up as soon as you see the screen brighten up, then I should tell you that the lyrics will be right uh, on the screen in front of you. In fact, they already are. Wow. 
Oh, my goodness. And if you are a person who rises with all the energy you've already got, if you're a person who rises to gain energy, if you're a person who rises through your voice, I invite you now to rise with me. Let's stand and sing together. Remind us that our connection continues. If you choose downstairs in the social hall for coffee, conversation, and the photos of indigenous women water protectors on the walls. May gratitude be our practice. May appreciation for each other and for all the earth ground our steps. May we know abundance and trust that together we have all that we need. May it be so. Amen. Let's sing together. Thanks for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, and together we give, receive, and grow in the universalist spirit of love and hope. To learn more about who we are and our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.